Guys, you remember last year when we watched the Lego Holiday Special and I coveted Poe Dameron's sweater? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, coveted. my wife knits. I bet she could figure it out. Look at this. Did she do it? This is it. Did she? Did Did Hillary make that? She made it just from visual. She just looked at it. That is and pretty cool. Made a pattern herself, <laughs> and it's exactly right. <laughs> I feel like if she was selling them on Etsy, we'd just be millionaires. But oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I so, would never ever say that to Hillary, but that is yeah. pretty stinking awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure she <laughs> does not know you complimented her. Yeah, that's, that's said fine, your sweater sucks. Right? I mean, look at this though. Come on. Come on. That no, that is that is legit. I'm I'm exactly. very impressed. That's super yeah. awesome. Welcome to this enduring life of Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning. It's Life Day, and today we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the TV movies, cartoons, comics, and beyond. And beyond today, we're discussing selections from Star Wars The Life Day Treasury with our annual holiday guest, Jesse Riles. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Back by unpopular demand, Jesse Riles. Couldn't keep <laughs> away. We tried. The least, the least popular uh, yeah. guest. We, you know, yeah. it was only a yeah. matter of time. I mean, we've had more people on yeah. more than twice, mm-hmm. but... We figured mm-hmm. it would be nice to just have you back on. It's again. amazing. It's so mean we, to me. We have Jesse on. We look at the numbers, and it's just like steady, steady plop, and then right back up. But uh, you know, what? I am quite it's, the plop, though. Thank you very much. This is, this is friendship, <laughs> and we said forget it. We we want him here, even if nobody else does. And true, uh, to be yeah. clear, nobody does. Yeah, no, let's be very clear on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, no, it's the holidays. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Our topic for today, as Steve said, is the Life Day Treasury. The Treasury was illustrated by Grant Griffin. Very cool illustrations, actually. Mm. I thought uh, it was just like each story had sort of a lead image, um, but I thought they really kind of captured the story well and definitely had a cool vibe and added to it. Written by Kevin Scott and George Mann. Now, Kevin Scott, also the author of Night of the Gorax. Back when we did that for Halloween a few years back, we put the episode out and he'd responded and said, hey, if you like that, you should check out my Ewok Christmas story, Life Day story, the yeah. crew lock in this collection. So thanks for the suggestion. And here we are. Yeah. So yeah. is the Gorax the one that speaks for the trees? Is that? No. That's No, that's the Lorax. That's, that's I understand the why you're confused. But the Gorax bigger, eats the tree. <laughs> bigger mustache on the Lorax. That's how you tell them apart. Yeah. Bigger mustache. But the only difference. Just that. It's only that. Yeah. Yeah. The mustache. The Life Day Treasury includes eight <laughs> holiday stories and was released on September 7th, 2021. And today we're looking primarily at the Ewoks in the Crew Lock and the Wookiees in Tree of Life. Oh, yeah. Throwing in a, a Wookiee one. Yeah. We got to do it. We got to um, do it. Wookiee mistake. Am I right? <laughs> featured, uh, I don't know, creative crew member. I don't know. Our featured spotlight person is, of course, Kevin Scott here. He's done several comics and novels in the Star Wars world, including Night of the Gorex. But in 2020, he worked on another beloved uh, group of 80s characters when he did a four-issue crossover between the Transformers and Back to the Future. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how I haven't read this, but I haven't, and that seems like a mistake. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I know, that's... Interesting. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah they were I mean, they're the same Earth. kind of wild. Yeah, it's true. Good yeah. point. Yeah. There was a Transformers Star Trek, and it was like the Transformers 80s series, 
and the Star Trek 70s animated series like mashed up and it worked so well. Like I wish it was really. Yeah, it was really fun. So I haven't read this uh, this crossover yet, but I mean, I like Kevin Scott's work and I mean, I love great Scott. Nick, What are you doing? Perfect tie and see, that's why we got to have him. Yeah, it all makes (laughs) sense. All right, Steve. You want to take us into our uber detailed plot on a couple of stories here? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we got the crew lock from Man and Scott's Life Day Treasury. An Ewok hunting party returns from its hunt with meager success. Wicked is quite obviously jealous of his older brother Weechi for being able to hunt with the other Ewok warriors, such as Chuka Trock, plus the attention he gets from Nisa upon his return. At the feast that night, the young Ewoks quarrel amongst each other about who's braver or stronger, but are interrupted by Chief Chirpa and Logray. The young Ewoks are captivated by Logray's story of the Krulok, a great beast who wanders the snowy forest at night looking to snatch up unsuspecting walklings. Although they say we're not walklings. <laughs> that <laughs> night, Wicket sets out to hunt for the Krulok himself in order to prove to everyone and anyone that he should be allowed to hunt with the rest of the warriors. Not willing to be stupid, Weechi opts to stay home while Nisa and Tebow, although reticent, tag along with their pal. In the dark, snowy forest, the young Ewoks stumble upon a massive footprint. Instead of returning to the village, they decide to set a trap. They finish disguising their trap, and in perfect time, as they hear a large roar and stomping of feet coming in their direction. Wicket quickly takes his place to lure the Krulok, and he does so successfully. The Krulok stumbles into their pit trap. But when they move to investigate, they find Weechi dressed up in a ridiculous costume. He admits his attempt to prank them, but Nisa quickly realizes something is afoot. Get it? Because of the footprint. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Doesn't match I got it. it. Yeah, okay. Right, right up. Yeah. Anyways, immediately after this discovery, they hear an even larger creature roar ferociously in the woods, bearing down on their location. The young Ewoks help Weechi out and quickly race back home to Bright Tree Village before they can even set eyes upon the creature. This is when we discover the mythic Krulok is actually none other than Chirpa and Logre, also in disguise. They successfully scared the young Ewoks into obeying their regulation on wandering away from the village in deep snowy weather at night. The two laugh as Logre admits the story of the Krulok still haunts him. <laughs> this was like Inception style. It was like a dream in a dream, you know, like everybody's, yeah. everything's fake. You don't know what's real. Everything's fake. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, I, I mean, it kind of works though. Like, if the crew lock really was real or was just something yeah. else, it would still yeah. work. But the fact that know. it was just like, you know, what it reminded me of. Remember Watch. when you were young and like it was Boy Scouts with Snipes? Yep. Snipes will get. I you. have seen that episode of Cheers, but that's uh, oh, is that in Cheers? That's about oh. all I know. Yeah. Before we get too deeply into this, uh, mm. I'm curious. Did you guys just read these two stories, or did you read the whole thing? I read the whole thing. I only read the two story. I also stories. read the whole thing. All right, so oh, Jesse and I win. Oh. Um, I thought Fine. it was pretty strong. Jesse, how did you feel about the whole book? Oh, it, um, no. <laughs> I'm a grouchy old man with a lot of okay. stories. So like a oh. lot of the like heartwarming, oh, the Jedi comes to the house in the end. He, yeah, know, it's, it's, it's like, mm. yeah, <laughs> I saw the plot twist, like with the, the crew lock that like, it was actually the, um, long, right? Like it was the, yeah. A, yeah. 
adults the whole time. It was like, is this just gonna okay? Yep, cool. I felt like the collection was pretty solid. I mean, I, I even the ones that we're not talking about today. I, I mean, it's a quick read. I mean, the the print it's book pretty is quick, like yeah, 150 pages or something, and it's you know big print and lots of uh, lots of blank space. But I thought it did a nice job of of um, kind of incorporating like, oh, okay, I get it. I get we're doing kind of a Santa thing here. Like, okay, yeah. we're, you know, whatever. You could see it pulling on tropes or archetypes of classic holiday <laughs> stories, but in the Star Wars style. So I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought this could be an episode, though, of, yeah. of Ewoks. Like this was, yeah, it this could be animated and it would work. Right. It was also the least like, you know, Christmassy or holiday of anyone in the book, I thought. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it like that the crew lock reminded me of like Krampus or something. Oh, like OK. That. Like, All right. Yeah. You know, like a, right. just a Christmas animal by just simply yeah. being crew lock. I was like, oh, and it's like Krampus, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I thought that makes Yeah. I read this one out loud uh, to my wife and son and. You know, my wife was like, wow, they're really going for it because they were pulling out like we were hearing Nisa. We heard about Wicked Sister Winda, like all this yeah. stuff from the show is in this. And so, you know, they really they clearly like paid attention to the show and pulled out elements from that, which like nobody but us would have noticed had they not done that. You know, I didn't notice. So, there you go. See, I mean, I call it Wicked because he's in you know, Star Wars. Man. But yeah, I'm I'm not. I'm on average. Yeah. And Wicked was kind of. uh Maybe I mean we we you know we get a little Chewbacca and we mm-hmm. get uh, Ben Kenobi in one of the early stories, though not named. But I feel like Wicket kind of was among the most recognizable characters in this because everybody yeah. else was kind of original. So yeah, um, how did we feel about the crew lock overall? Do you like it? Yeah, I mean I thought it was it was fun. It was good. They were all as you said, like they're all well written. They're just not the yeah. kind of stories that I would necessarily have seek out. Yeah, I think I also. I don't know whether it's like the kinds of TV shows I'm always expecting the like plot twist. And yeah. so I saw this one coming. I also um, sp- have spent some time watching Australian movies and stuff at various points. And Australian movies always go like super dark. So oh. like the Australian version of this one would have been like, oh, they set a trap and it caught his brother and he and they end up killing him. And so, like, it would it'd just be like, oh, yeah, very different. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst Christmas ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I appreciated the connections to the show, and I, I thought, yeah. like, I didn't really see the twist coming, and especially like the double twist. I, mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't really looking for. I wonder what's going to happen. I was just sort of going along, but I, you know, I felt like it was a pretty good read. And Steve, I had the same thought. This would have been a great issue of the comic book or the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this would have been great. Yeah. I kind of wish. I kind of wish now because it's like this is a great Christmas episode. You know, all these yeah. shows these days have a Christmas yeah. episode. You have to. It's it just worked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was, agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. This is literally <laughs> it. I really liked this one. Okay. I, I really like this one. And I do kind of like that it has that like little moral thing of like, this is why we don't leave the camp. Even yeah. though the monster wasn't real that's still yeah. not the point the st- point is they need to obey right. and not right. leave the, the learn village about, at yeah, night things, yeah. I, I think it's great though that like i thought it was so funny when weechi's like when they're like yeah don't you want to come out hunting at night and weechi's like no i'm not stupid yeah <laughs> just not yeah like, so yeah. everyone else is definitely right. stupid like is, is wicked stupid. this yeah. is why you're not a warrior yet because sure. you're going hunting at yep. night so yep. yeah I just yep. thought that was great. To me, that yeah. was like perfect. Like that's exactly I'm like no, not an yeah. idiot. <laughs> you can't well, see I, anything. 
I thought its placement in the whole con- collection was kind of good too, because they had been, you know, there were Jedi and sort of bigger, grander kind of stories, things going on. And this was a very small focus, a very, mm. you know, just narrow little thing, no flashbacks or anything, just kind of a quick little thing. Uh, and it, you know, structurally, I thought it felt well, like in, mm-hmm. in the overall collection. Yeah. Your point about it being like a good, like cartoon kind of yeah. episode, I think is a really good one. Like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen the show. I'm, I'm sorry. Gentlemen. No, that's a good call. The- that's a good call. Yeah, I, I'm the I'm the what is it Weechi yeah. in this one? It's like no, that's yeah. stupid. Why would yeah. I watch that? But <laughs> I do think it it fits in well with that kind of uh, yeah. setup. Like it's self contained, it's small, and there is kind of that at the end. It's like oh, look at that surprise twist yeah. ending or whatever. So yeah, I think it's definitely we're seeing the Ewoks from the show versus the Ewoks that you see in Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's yeah. Pretty this was very yeah. cartoon. Like comic yeah, which, book esque yeah. Ewoks, which is I, I like. I'm here I like for that. Sixty plus like episodes. That. So, all right, let's get into the Tree of Life from Man and Scott's The Life Day Treasury. Old Adichuk or Itchy reminisces of life days past as he and Lumpy rise to celebrate the auspicious day, formerly celebrated every three years, but now annually across the galaxy. Lumpy's spirit is down, however, because he misses his father, Chewbacca, who is currently off supporting the New Republic's post-Imperial restoration efforts. Malatobuk, Chewie's wife, attempts to brighten the mood by scrounging up her old collection of lit orbs, which Lumpy wants nothing of. It doesn't work, but Itchy hopes later that the procession will cheer up Lumpy, who is no longer a little Ewok, or little Wookiee, excuse me, but a growing young Wookiee. However, at the procession, after giving up the favored orb to the Tree of Life, like all the other Wookiee families did, and attempting to participate in speaking the words, Lumpy is overwhelmed and steals away under the tree for a bit of respite. There... He discovers his mother's orb, and this time takes the opportunity to hold it. Startled by the drums in the procession, Lumpy drops the orb, shattering it on the ground into a million pieces. Tired of ceremony and now overcome with grief, knowing his mother had trusted him, Lumpy is met by the shadow of a stranger. But this is no stranger, as his father Chewbacca casts his warm shadow over Lumpy. Without words, Chewie leads his son away from the heartbreaking remains of their family's priceless heirloom, rich with memories now scattered upon the forest floor. Still wondering what his father will say, Lumpy is led to a freighter of whom he recognizes the pilot, Han Solo, greets young Lumpy with joy, exclaiming how much he's grown. Chewie, however, searches the Falcon and removes a bulb from within their cabin. He hands the bulb to his son, who inserts the old orb's light source into the new bulb salvaged from the falcon. For a brief moment, in the reflection of the newly lit bulb, Lumpy believes he sees images of his father on his many adventures. It's time to save Life Day. Lumpy, Chewie, and Han return to find the ceremony is over. Mala is relieved that Lumpy is okay and elated that Chewbacca has returned. Lumpy is sorry for breaking their family orb, but all is forgiven as Lumpy hangs their new orb on the tree. Together they embrace and remember the true purpose of Life Day, making memories together. Roll credits. And I feel like this one was necessary to, like, call it a Life Day treasury. Like, we gotta kind of go back to where it all started. 
I wish it was better. I didn't really like the story really didn't do much for me. You know what I mean? Like this one. Yeah. So I, the first one, I really liked the story, but the message was, I think, a little bit weaker. This one, I think the story was a little bit weaker, but the message was like, this is kind of like, the, I mean, it's called the Life Day Treasury. This is the culmination of the book. And I do think it was maybe a little short. Mm, yeah. I thought maybe it could have been a little bit longer. George Mann and Kevin Scott, you know, conveniently left out any, you know, lumpy soft. <laughs> yeah. That's soft true. Core. I mean, yeah. uh, whatever his father's yeah. itchy, <laughs> itchy softcore yeah, porn scene, which is That's thank you, for. gentlemen. I we really yeah. appreciate <laughs> that. That was just not considered. I, I forgot that this was the last story in the book, and it is. It does seem a little yeah. short uh, or it's abrupt. Kind of a tag you know that like oh, else. It's just kind of like it is kind of like a tag, day, like a like a know? postscript, yeah, like you know, life day happened. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. This is like a pet peeve of mine, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fall into Steve's territory, uh, where I get really really picky. Uh -oh. But like, I don't know that I've read a book that translates the Wookies. Like normally, it's just you know context clues. Yeah. And I felt like especially something like this, that's only like storytelling and narration. Like we did not need dialogue, and I felt like the dialogue. Yeah. really threw it off for me and then like Chewbacca comes and he doesn't huh. say anything and then he has one line where they translate Chewie too and I just felt like it's not what you do you don't do that you know? yeah. so that bothered me I think the story could have ju could just as easily have been told in like a third person narration of the of the events that were happening and getting the feelings and stuff because you know, as irritating as it was when we watched the holiday special and we just had 35 minutes of like Wookiee gargling, uh, you know, that was a pain. <laughs> yeah. But I've kind of felt like this was also wrong because you never hear that. You never hear like the, the translation. Yeah. Yeah. And I see, I think I would have left Han out entirely. I don't think I would have even. Yeah. I thought the inclusion. Of oh, that's probably. Like, yeah. Well, he was in the other holiday special, right? Didn't he, he was. like it? Yeah, yeah. He so, was. I mean, uh, it, it works. You know, it's perfect that know. he's there. I think I'm with Nick on this one, where it just, it's like, there's almost an element of, like, he recognized the freighter pilot. Oh, look at that. It's our plucky hero, Han. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. But then, like, to not have the, like, Han talking and the Wookiees yeah. walking, yeah. like, have, that, have those be treated the same yeah i feel like could like was han yodeling back or what yeah, was going on there? exactly um no he just remember, speaks english right yeah, yeah he does yeah. but they don't distinguish it, that not english story. basic he speaks yeah, basic, basic. Oh, excuse me it's not common yeah basic. i remember in some of the um zon books is that he would do when they were speaking and like everybody understood what the alien was saying mm -hmm. um they would he would do it in brackets, brackets. you're right and and I felt oh, like something like yeah. that could have been really helpful it because huh. it is it's like then you're understanding or having some nod to like yeah. and then you know Chewie responded back in Wookiee yeah. Wookies Wook yeah. Wookie Wookieish Wookish yeah Wookish I mean, what's the Wookies Kashikin Kashin certainly like getting in the weeds on this, but I think it just kind of makes the point that it that it stood out. I remember in like the Kevin J. Anderson um, Young Jedi stuff with Jason and Jaina, there was like Chewie's nephew was oh, in yeah. there, and yeah. um, how they got around it was he had a little like droid 
that he mm. wore and the droid would translate what the Wookiee was saying. So you still kind of got the dialogue, but they didn't just do mm-hmm. what they did here and just like write it out. Right. And yeah, you're right, Jesse with, with Zahn and the brackets and everything. It just kind of makes a little distinguishing thing there. And so, yeah. yeah, that stood out to me, but you're right, Steve. I mean, the message was nice and it was, you know, it was a good sort of heartwarming ending to the collection. So, yeah, yeah. I just uh, put all the ornaments on the tree with the kids, like the, the night before I read this. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, you know, there was this like we're we were so going through and looking. Yeah. <clears throat> well, no, it was just like we were reminiscing and like, you know, oh, this ornament from 2014 and this one. And, yep. you know, our yep. kids are babies first. Christmas. You yep. know, like you're reminiscing. And I did think like, oh, man, there's going to be a day where the kids are going to try and put this one on the tree and it's they're going to drop it and it's going to shatter. <laughs> yeah. And then literally the next day I read this and I was like, oh, yeah, I totally feel that of like a priceless heirloom. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny, too, that that in this in this very short story, they devoted a little time to Lumpy not wanting to be called Lumpy anymore and wanting to be called oh, yeah. Waru because his name is Lump- Lumpa Waru. Did we have a Oak of Arc moment, the, our least favorite moment from these two stories? Jesse, what about you? Do you got one? What's the one where you were like, eh? I I mean I feel like maybe it is very fitting that the one, the story about actually life day kind of the closest one to the holiday special was perhaps the weakest. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. I I don't know. Like I I didn't think they were bad. I I as you, as you said I think maybe not an oak of arc but like an uh kavark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The life day was just kind of okay. That that was a story that I read. Yeah. Did you guys get the feeling that like Chewbacca is, is an absolutely iconic Star Wars character, but I care nothing about his family. <laughs> like that's like like where other characters I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm so interested in yeah. But like I, I started reading this and I was like, all right, we get like a you know chance number two at holiday special, and I was just like, I just don't care about Chewbacca's family for so it's just not interesting it's like not an interesting read I think they're just really shoehorned into the holiday special and the holiday special presented Chewbacca's family in a very like 1970s sitcom kind of way you know it's like forever you know you know and so it's very domestic in a way that doesn't really make sense for like a, a this is so nerdy, but it doesn't really make Domestic. sense. For, it's so true, though. You know, for yeah. like a species that's so completely different from us, for them to just kind of like watch, yeah. be watching TV and crap. So, yeah, I get the, it. Do, I, do the follow up parody of the Wookiee Bunch. Oh, so the, Wookie Wookie Bunch. Bunch. the Wookiee Bunch. Yeah. 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 Looking at all the boxes. Yeah. That'd be yeah. good. I mean, mine just, There's a story I, of a crazy Wookiee. Mine is also in this one. It, and it is just the um, the weird choice to just like straight up translate with no explanation. That just tossed me out of it because I felt like, what's the yeah. point of you doing it if you're not going to like treat it like you normally yeah. treat Wookiees? I just felt like that was really weird. What about you, Steve? Uh, so for me, like there, there was so I remember when I was a kid watching Battlestar Galactic for the first time, the OG. Oh, yeah. Battlestar Galactica. And they. And they made the mistake of in the show using different words for different things instead of like, oh, yeah, I got like $10. It was like, you know, I got like 10 Tragdars. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, 10 Tragdars and 17 Brickle Bucks. And you're like, I, I, that, that means nothing to me, right? Where in this, I think 
I, I think they did a good job of inserting little member berries of like, oh yeah, like this and that. And, but there's so at one point in the, the first story, the Krulak, where there's so many of those, I was like, it's distracting. And I don't know if I should know what that is, but I feel like I remember, but I can't. And it drew me away. I think from the story that there were so many things. There was one line that killed me in the first story. And <laughs> Kevin Scott's going to be like, why it was the, when the crew lock is taller than a Bora beast. When I was like, I don't, I don't know how tall a Bora beast is. True. But how else can you, you, you can't be like, oh, taller than a brown bear? Because we'd yeah. be like, wait a minute, yeah. what? But it says, with spike ant- antlers as wide as a Gorax larder. <laughs> I was like, that's. <laughs> Last part, I was like, wait, it's wider than a Gorax's pantry? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how big that is. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. That like, it, But I was just like, I don't, why? Why did you put that? Why did you guys put that in there? It's like as large as a Gorax's front door. And it's like, yeah, that's big. Yeah. Or I don't. I feel so, like I know I what know, you I mean, that was but I feel like they did that all the time in the show. So like, it didn't sit out to me as unusual. Oh, that's true. I guess maybe that's true. like doing that. Isn't so. One of those, like, this is what Americans will do. Any unit of measurement to not use metric. It's, is yeah. that the. Exactly. It's yeah. It's it's simply yeah. in a show, or when you when they when they insert the member berries of like, oh, that's a thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, Bora, you know, thing, and I'm like, ah, I don't remember what that looks like or how yeah. big it is. But I did but like the. Shout I'm just gonna out assume the it's big. Beast and the Gorax, so like, Bora I, Beast I and the Gorax, and they those. they had the Bora Beast Gorax, they had the the Condor. Bro- I mean, they had them all. Yeah, well, they, Macra, they really did put like. Macra got a shout out too. You know, the old, uh, you yeah. know, low grace predecessor got a little shout out there too. Chuka Chuk got a uh, shout Chuka out. He's my, like he's my boy. Thanks, new, boys. Like, Thanks. Chuka. Oh shout man, out. and Scott dropping dropping the OG, That's the right. best, the That's best right. of the best. All right. Well, on the topic of things you like, what's your Ichiwawa moment? Chuka Chuk. Okay, bro. Okay. He was so for me. Yeah, like for me, like. Chuka Trock, every time he's brought up, Jesse, you, you don't know every time he's brought oh, up. Oh, no, me I, and Chuka go way he's back. He's always my favorite, favorite. <laughs> he's always my favorite character. And if if you ever have time to see uh, the first, the first, um, what is it? Caravan uh, of Carnival? Courage. No. Oh, Caravan of Courage, yeah. <laughs> I was like Carnival of Courage. Yeah, Carnival. <laughs> Carnival. Carnival of Madness. Carnival of Courage. <laughs> No, yeah, so Caravan of Courage, uh, Chukatrock is like the woodcutter that lives in the woods, but he's like a, a warrior, and he's just like the most badass character in that movie. And so, like, forever, that was it. That was only Chukatrock. And then randomly, in like two episodes of the show, he's in it. Yeah. And it's like, yes, he's yeah. there. Like, it's official. He wasn't just in a movie. Now he's written Love in, it. you know, to the show. Yeah. So it's like, so every time I see him, it's just like perfect. And this yeah. is like what, like six pages, and he made it. Yep. Chukachak made it him. into the six page story. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Nick? I like the double tricking. You know, I like that. Uh, yeah, that was first, good. The fact that it was Weechi, I thought was funny. But then I thought the, the fact that, um, Logre and Chirpa kind of teamed up to teach them all a lesson was cool. And it harkens back to the Gorax, uh, Night of the Gorax, the comic that we read, mm-hmm. because that was a, a you know, Chirpa and Logre as young walklings yep. going out on an adventure themselves. So I thought it was cool just in the storytelling because I thought, oh, the crew luck is really out there and it's going to be like a dun dun dun. But then we had the reveal of Logre 
and Chirpa. Yeah. So I liked that, but then I also liked how it kind of ties in nicely with Night of the Gorax because of that, because it's the two of them doing something. Yeah. Different. So Jesse, what did you like? What's your Ichiwawa moment? I don't know if I had one. Like, they were both not bad stories, um, yeah. mm. but I don't think there was anything that was like, yes. I am yeah. not as familiar with Chukaduke. Chukaduke. Duke. Yeah. yep. <laughs> nope. Um, Koopa Troopa, was that, what you, that, yeah. was, is that the... Yeah, Koopa Troopa. Yeah. Chuka Troc, man. Yeah. It was uh, yeah, that's, Super that's, Troopers that's, by ABBA. We'll fix that in editing. That's what, okay. that's what I said. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like they were, they were decent, and they, they I think the the Krulak one, the story went fairly well. Like it went smoothly, and yeah. I liked that. And the, I was a little worried that Life Day would get, I don't know. <laughs> My oldest is a teenage boy, and so yeah. Well, we're getting into a little bit of the like, uh, you know, kind of stuff, and I was worried that uh, Lumpy might start getting a little too angsty, uh, too real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they kept it short and he dropped the Christmas ornament and Dad gave him a light bulb and yeah. so oh it's all fixed yeah yeah everything's it's better just, I'm telling you man that the Wookies just don't the Wookie like expanded universe just does not doesn't kind of translate well it just <laughs> it doesn't kind of for you that's all right it, it's about as good as the gurgling and mm-hmm. you know roaring from the holiday special it's it's tough. It really is tough. I'm just not interested in the Wookiee expanded universe. Yeah. What I find interesting is that they're like, the Wookiees are so dangerous and crazy. And it's like, they just look really kind of awkward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how are they supposed to be these like powerful, destruct, you know, these warriors when it's like, you're going to, you okay over there? Like, (laughs) it's true. There is a, they are sort of like lumbering. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Long and lanky. So they don't give a very, you know, ominous. I think form. as a whole, I liked this whole collection more than both of you. And maybe it's because um, I actually read the entire thing out loud. So I, I wish wasn't I just read like yeah. sitting, reading it by myself. Like we were, we were driving a long distance and I had it with me and I was like, I want to read some star Wars life day stories, everybody. So there's nothing you can do about it. I did that in anywhere. a couple of different settings. And I feel like reading them out loud to like other people who were responding uh, made them feel more Christmassy and more festive overall. So, yeah, I had a good time with it. And it's not like oh, I'm going to read this book every year, but I did. <laughs> I did feel like the task. Bring it out. Of, yeah, uh, everyone gather around the fire. I felt like the task of telling Star Wars stories that felt Christmassy without being too corny. It's a real tightrope walk, and I think they did it for the most part. So I yeah. would recommend it. I I think it's good. So based on all the other stories, what I, what, I was wondering. Like, wh- who is this book written for? Right. We talk about that a lot, Nick. Like, yeah. man, what did they make this episode? Who did they make? Who did they target in this episode? But like these to me seemed like very almost childish yeah. stories. But like the cover of the book to me does not translate to like a kid is going to see it and want to read it. So is this kind of geared towards maybe like the young adult reader or, you know, people like you and I that, that like to get into that lore? Yeah. So it's um, it's cataloged as a sort of like an in-between kind of read. So not, okay. not a picture book and not, strictly speaking, a young adult book, but more like that junior level, like 8 to 12-year-old mm-hmm. range. That's how it's cataloged. I also read this on the iPad. This was the first digital 
book oh. I ever read. Wow. I've made it made it 40 years without ever reading something off a of Kindle you or did it. Well, my I phone. Mean, Kindle hasn't been around for 40 years, so I feel like the first well, 25, yeah. 30 wasn't hard. 30. That's yeah, we're we were all right with you for the first 30 years. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna take that away from me. I did it for 40 <laughs> years, okay. Um, and uh that was really tough, I gotta admit. I, I don't know why. You like it, but you vibe with it, okay. I like a I like books. I like a book too, but I no. I've I'm you know, I'm I'm a big proponent of ebooks. I feel like it's really that's, um, it's handy. That's why I didn't read the whole thing. Nice I was like I I, I can it. barely get through like six pages. When the <laughs> not reading the when whole thing. the Kindle and Barnes and Noble's Nook were first coming out, when it was like this mm. whole big revolutionary thing that was going to happen, I was on the wait list for a Barnes and Noble Nook, and I got one of like the very first ones. And the first shipment, like I I got it. Um, yeah, and I've I don't know I've read a lot of you books. I think they're I think they're pretty great. But it, you mm. know it doesn't. It's just like it changes the experience for sure. It does. It changes. For me, it was uh, reading books is all about like illegally folding it in the worst way possible and okay. seeing everyone like, oh, I can't believe you're yeah. reading it like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm never yeah. letting you borrow a book. And no, yeah, don't let me borrow a book. I will destroy all my books. All my Star Wars books have all those creases going down. You know, At least they're well. Yeah. Loved. That's something. Yeah, it's not bad. They are. I they're not that. well loved, or you take care of them. Good point, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, they're Good not point. well loved. They're they're well mangled, very irresponsibly taken care of. No, but I think when you're asking like who is this written for, I think putting it in the context of like reading aloud, like on a road trip, yeah. is like the perfect context for this. Yeah, okay. because um, some of these, like even some of the Star Wars series, like I remember one of my parents' friends talking about Return of the Jedi in a negative fashion. And I would just remember being like, what? How could you possibly? But like, grew up with that. Yeah. Right. And so when you talked about the Ewoks as ridiculous, like, I couldn't even understand that. Yeah. Now, as I'm older, I'm like, oh. <laughs> but then seeing some yeah. of the new Star Wars movies, which I might not be a super big fan of, but watching them with my kids, it's like, okay. And so, like, there was, um, what is it? The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, the C TV series that came out um, a few years ago, like I thought it was okay, but mm -hmm. there were a couple of the episodes that I watched with my kids, where like the final episode, I don't, I don't know how we're, how do we do spoilers here? Well, we anyway, there's a big moment. Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, spoiler it's, it's alert! Been out. It's been out. You have spoiler no, alert. yeah, you have no excuse. When when Boba Fett comes in on the Rancor in yeah. the final episode, yeah. Um, when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, I knew it was coming, blah, blah, blah. My, I think it was my, I don't remember how old, how old he was at the time, but my now nine-year-old was watching. He was like, whoa! Like, just, you know, eyes that's wide. Funny. I thought it was the coolest thing yeah. ever. And it's like, yeah. this is how you need to watch these yeah. because yep. there is that wonder and everything. So, yeah. like, my grouchy, oh, these stories are predictable is alleviated when the kids are like, oh, man, the crew lock was actually, you know, yeah. it was Chief Logre the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're, you're absolutely right. Like the, the era That's in which true, you yeah. matters so much. We we had my younger brother, Steve, on with us in the last episode, and he loves the prequels and has always loved the prequels. And a lot of that probably is because, you know, I took him to see The Phantom Menace in theaters when he was six. Yeah. And I was 16, yep. you know, we're sitting there and watching it. And those for him just like clicked perfectly. And even as a 16-year-old, yeah. I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm looking at here. 
you know so you're right <laughs> what I mean, is it, this it exactly? changes you know <laughs> misa confused but, uh, <laughs> well, right. I mean, the, the, the funny things ended audience really makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. My, my oldest, like my kids have grown up watching star Wars. It was mandatory. Of course. Um, not yeah. an option. At one point we were talking about things and my, my oldest, he would have been seven, six, seven, somewhere around in there. He's like, do you guys remember when we all found out that Darth Vader was the bad guy? I mean, talk about plot twist. Yeah. We're like, what? No, like that's established. We know, yeah, we like, know that. Yeah, all of the cultural. You want to talk about archetypes? Like yeah. all of the cultural, everything about the bad guy yeah. is like intentionally inserted in Darth Vader, and you were the one person who was like, "He's the bad guy." Yeah. What? Nobody saw that coming. It's oh, like, literally everyone did. at the beginning. So much as a teenager. But, uh, yeah, that's right. yeah, he came along. <laughs> How come so many stormtroopers are dying? The right. good guys can't die. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, they're in white (laughs) (laughs) true well in conclusion i feel like this is this works as as star wars shorts i think it works as holiday stuff and i loved the ewok uh content so i'm i'm uh it's a happy life day for me overall yeah overall i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i thought the the two i'm glad we we read both of those because just talking about the crew lock you know, talking about both of them kind of made it a little bit more three dimensional. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah. And it really, but yeah, it, yeah. It was a solid, you know, maybe next year, Steve, if you're feeling extra festive, you can get an old paper book like I have here and, uh, oh. and read through the whole thing. Cause I, I think it's worth it. I, I think it's worth to read. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, Jesse, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming back for our holiday episode. I don't know. Jesse's doing the Vulcan <clears throat> salute, everybody. And I want to apologize uh, on behalf of this Endorian life and the entire Radio <laughs> Meanwhile network for uh, this, uh, <laughs> this slap in the face that we're looking at right now. I don't know what we're going to talk about next Life Day, guys. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. So we got a year. We're going to talk about Life Day? Steve, why don't you make a movie and we'll, we'll evaluate that. I'll yeah. write a book. We did uh, we did for our Halloween special, we did watch an Ewok fan film and it was a good time. So maybe there's oh, a big fan yeah. film out there that we can find. Hey, maybe my not. kids are into making movies. Maybe we can get them to do an Ewok thing or I something. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call yeah. it the uh, Life Day special. The Star Wars Life Day special. Yeah. That's what it should be called. It's yeah. a great, it's a great title. All right. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Next time we are gonna be back to covering the droids. It's been a long time. Steve and I needed some time to recover from watching the earlier <laughs> droids episodes. Uh, and remember, we are gonna switch to the movie format. So we're gonna be watching the movie version of the next four episodes uh, that's collected yes. as the pirate and the prince. So that's what we're gonna be talking about here. Uh, fellas, right. I can't wait. I know it's gonna be fun. Happy life day, everybody. And Happy also like you. Right. Oh man, he has to every time. <laughs> <laughs> this Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Make sure you check out the holiday specials on the other Radio Meanwhile Network shows, including Have Yourself a Morlock Little Christmas on Previously on X-Men, and Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas, starring Shanae Grimes Beach on 9021 Here We Go. Plus, the return of 90s music got me like after the new year. Happy Life Day! Happy Life Day! Happy Life Day! Happy life day. <laughs> <laughs>